everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast with me, your host, Alex Murray. So this week, uh, we'll be doing the usual round of uh, CVE updates and vulnerabilities, and we'll have a bit of a particular focus on the recent uh, one in Xorg that was announced and got a fair bit of press coverage. Plus, we're going to be looking at some of the updates that have been done for Cosmic now that it's officially released and supported by the security team. Okay, so let's get into it. So this week, we've fixed 61 unique CVEs across the supported Ubuntu releases. To start with, I'm going to look at some that were fixed for Cosmic. So uh, as we announced in last week's show, uh, Ubuntu Cosmic Cuttlefish 18.10 has been officially released and is now officially supported by the security team. So uh, we've spent uh, the week doing a bunch of fixes for packages that were previously fixed for Bionic and the other supported releases. And now that Cosmic's open, we've pushed those fixes there as well. So that includes our fix for requests. Again, we covered uh, in last week's episode, if you want to listen for more detail. We've got uh, the ones for LibSSH and Paramico, uh, kind of the comedy bugs that uh, basically you could authenticate by just sending, uh, hey, or I am authenticated already to, uh, to a server and it would authenticate you. So those are both fixed for Cosmic. Plus we've got one for NetSNMP and one for uh, TextLife, the LaTeX and other um, document formatting uh, package as well. Okay, um, so yeah, those ones have all been fixed for Cosmic. Uh, check out uh, episode 8 in particular uh, for most of the details on those if you want to know a bit more. On to the next one is uh, some fixes for the Linux kernel. So the kernel team do their three weekly SIU updates for the kernel and within uh, this we've got fixes for four CVEs that were for Xenial and the uh, Xenial hardware enablement kernel for Trusty. These include um, some fixes for a use after free in the InfiniBand uh, driver. This would lead to the usual sort of denial of service via a crash. Uh, we've also got a fix for an integer overflow in the CD-ROM uh, driver. Uh, this one could result in information disclosure of uh, various kernel memory. Uh, we've got an integer overflow as well in the Bluetooth HID human interface device uh, driver. This could lead to a buffer overflow and therefore denial of service via crash or possible code execution. So um, good one to be fixed. And another one uh, that was remotely triggerable uh, infinite loop in the labeled networking handler. So that is uh, CIPSO, the labeled networking um, protocol stuff. Uh, this is used by uh, a couple different of the Linux security modules, in particular SE Linux and uh, SMAC. AppArmor doesn't currently support this, so it's not directly affected on Ubuntu, but if you have enabled SE Linux or Smack or running a custom kernel, you could have been hit by this. Uh, so basically, if an attacker sends a correctly formatted packet, uh, it would result in an infinite loop when being trying to be processed by uh, the CIPSO handler. Uh, so yeah, a pretty, pretty bad one, but uh, it's been fixed anyway. So if you were running uh, one of these uncommon Ubuntu configurations, uh, you're now fixed for that as well. We've also got an update to the kernel package for Trusty and also the hardware enablement Trusty kernel backported for precise ESM. Here we've got uh, eight CVEs that we've fixed. Uh, these include things like a local denial of service or possible code execution uh, that could be triggered via uh, insertion of a key into the kernel key ring that is already there but not yet activated. 
so that's been fixed. Uh, there's a use after free in the Xceive driver. So if you're running uh, that kind of uh, digital tuner hardware, that's now been fixed. Uh, that could have resulted in a local denial of service uh, or possible code execution. Uh, there's a race condition fixed in the generic SCSI driver. Uh, again, re- resulting in a local denial of service via crash or possible code execution. One that I think we covered in an earlier episode, a null pointer dereference in OCFS2 driver. If you're running that file system, that's now been fixed. There's a couple different ones in ULSA, the sound, um, advanced Linux sound architecture that's been fixed. Uh, race condition in the handling of IO controls, uh, that's been fixed. So that could result in a local denial of service via a deadlock. And another one, which uh, another race condition that could result in a use after free or possible out of bounds read, resulting in a local denial of service crash or again possible code execution. Finally, uh, the I guess the one that sort of stands out to me is there's a buffer overflow in the NFC uh, uh, logical link control uh, protocol implementation that has been fixed. So this could possibly be triggered remotely, so you could get a remote denial of service and possible code execution out of that. But as I say, that's now been fixed. So if you were using NFC hardware, uh, yeah, that's one that's now been fixed, which is good. Okay, so we've also got an update to the kernel package for Azure. So that's uh, a Ubuntu kernel specifically created to run on the uh, Microsoft Azure cloud. And in this, we've got uh, fixes for eight different CVEs. And these all correspond to um, the CVEs that were fixed for the standard Bionic kernel. And we covered those back in episode seven. So if you want more details on that, I suggest you listen back to episode seven. Okay, on to the next thing. It's MySQL. So uh, MySQL has released a new version, which includes fixes for 21 different CVEs. And uh, as usual, these are very hard to backport. So what we've done is we've updated uh, the version of MySQL to support that. Uh, we now have got version 5.7.24 for Xenial, Bionic, and Cosmic, and we've got 5.5.62 for Trusty. And so, as I said, this fixes 21 different CVEs. Uh, because this is a version uh, increase, there is the chance for uh, new features, but also possible incompatible changes. Uh, so, unfortunately, one you need to look out for, but such is the nature of the MySQL package. Okay, just a couple more to go in updates. We've got an update for the audio file package. So, this could result in a denial of service crash. Uh, and maybe possible code execution via, uh, you know, specially crafted audio files, the usual sort of things we see in these packages. But uh, yeah, we've fixed two CVs for that for Trusty. And we've got the usual Firefox update. So we've got an updated Firefox package, which is Firefox version 63 now. Uh, That fixes 12 CVEs for Trusty, Xenial, Bionic, and Cosmic. And again, there's a range of different things that have been fixed here. Um, the, the most ones that stand out to me is possible remote code execution. Uh, but there's also specific fixes for the web extensions uh, part of Firefox, which is basically uh, their sort of standard API for doing plugins uh, and extensions and the like, where essentially uh, there have been, an, you know, it's meant to sandbox what the extensions can do, but obviously there were a bunch of issues with that, hence the CVEs and hence the fixes. Uh, so things like uh, if you were tricked into installing a malicious ex- uh, extension, it would be able to do things like privilege escalation or local code execution, that kind of thing. But they've all now been fixed. So if you're running uh, Firefox, I suggest you definitely update. 
Okay, so on to the, uh, I guess, the biggest vulnerability of the week uh, that we fixed is the one in Xorg, which was CVE 2018-14665. And we've released an update for this for Xenial, Bionic, and Cosmic. And uh, there's a couple of things that stand out about this. One is that uh, we did the release on a Friday, which we don't usually do. So the security team has a policy that uh, we don't normally push out fixes on Fridays because then after that it's the weekend, and so it's hard to support uh, regression fixing or anything like that uh, across the weekend and obviously we don't want users to be um, stuck if we've released uh, a fix that has a regression in it so that usually happens on uh, Monday through Thursday but given the uh, I guess the coverage that this bug got and the number of different inquiries that we had about it uh, we thought it was worthwhile pushing it out early also because the fix was pretty minor and so very low likelihood of causing regression so what exactly was the issue? There's a couple of different command line options to Xorg that you could run it with, um, one to specify uh, module paths or one to specify where it should write logs, log file. And uh, the problem is that when Xorg uh, is set UID, which it is on some platforms, uh, you could then use these command line arguments to essentially get Xorg to um, overwrite arbitrary files. So you could do things like overwrite, etc. shadow, and put in a predefined root password, and then you could just instantly SU to root and maybe not have to authenticate or put in your predefined password and off you go. So you've got a privileged escalation to root uh, via that. Now, as I say, it generated a lot of press, in particular things saying that, you know, standard Linux distributions like Ubuntu were affected, but uh, Ubuntu is not generally affected by this. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The main one is that Xorg itself is not set UID. Instead, uh, we have a helper binary, um, Xorg wrap, that is set UID. And its job is to basically assess whether Xorg is able to run without root permission and therefore drop privileges before running the real Xorg. And in most cases, Xorg is able to run without root permissions because if you have a driver, a graphics driver that supports kernel mode setting, uh, you're all good to go and you can run as a normal user. And so Xorg wrap, in that case, will notice you're using a KMS driver it will drop privileges and run Xorg, and therefore uh, you're not affected by either of these um, these issues. And so for the majority of users, you're not affected. However, some are. So if you're running a driver that doesn't support kernel mode setting, uh, then you would have been affected. But uh, yeah, we pushed this fix out uh, very quickly. And as I say, we pushed it out on a Friday just to make sure it was out as soon as possible so you are now covered. Yeah, so um, yeah, certainly one that uh, stood out. But as I say, we kind of pushed the fix out quickly for that to, to make sure that everyone who might be affected was covered. Okay, uh, so that kind of covers it for the usual uh, fixes and vulnerabilities for the week. Looking at the wider community, we are still hiring. We've got a position open for an Ubuntu security engineer. Uh, I think like I said in the last week's episode, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already a pretty good candidate for this job. If you've got some software engineering background uh, or security engineering background, and obviously you're interested in Linux and Ubuntu and security, uh, you're a good candidate for this job. So I urge you to please check out the link in the show notes and apply. Uh, We would love to have you as part of our team. Uh, Okay, so that takes us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact, you can reach the security team at security at ubuntu.com. You can also find us in the Ubuntu Harden channel on Freenode if you like IRC, or uh, if you like Twitter, you can find us at ubuntu underscore sec. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, that's it for another week. Uh, as always, keep calm and enable automated upgrades, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.